Welcome to the teaching ministry at Grace Chapel, Knoxville. I'm Pastor Jake Spencer, and this is part 10 of our series, Startled by Grace. Today we get to hear from our friends David and Katie Kelly as they share a very personal and powerful story of God's grace in their lives in the midst of a hard season. We're believing you're going to be hugely blessed by this. So without any further ado, here are David and Katie. How's everybody doing? Good. I am so, so thankful to have the opportunity to, to share what God has been doing in our life. Um, a lot of you we've gotten to know over the past year, or a little over a year that we've been coming here. Uh, some of you um, we don't know as well, but I hope that you feel like you know us better after we share a little bit about our journey and what God's been doing in our life over the past almost three years um, yeah. So, so you kind of we're gonna give you a little bit of a look into our story and our journey and everything, and then, um, and then it's not gonna stop there. We're 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 gonna actually share with you guys, like in the midst of like all the hard stuff that we've been dealing with, like what God has been showing us, and I hope that you can apply that to your life too, because because uh, the Lord is good and everything that He shows us is truth, and I, I believe that that you know that can be applied, uh, you know, for for everybody. So. Um, Katie and I have been married for three and a half years now, almost four. It'll be four years in November. How's um, possible? But uh, <laughs> time flies and you're having fun. <laughs> it flies so fast. Uh, so we um, we decided when um, when we got married that we wanted to take you know about a year or so, maybe a little bit more than a year to just you know get to know each other on a deeper level because you know what happens when you get married, right? Like you thought you know the person that you were getting mm-hmm. married to and then and then you get married and it's like this next level of intimacy and like getting to know somebody, right? So What are you implying? I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. Nothing. I'm implying that it's been an even greater <laughs> postmarital experience than it was premarital. That's what I'm implying. And it gets better every day. So <laughs> And that's the, that's the truth. True. But um, but anyway, so um, we we decided that we wanted to take about a year, um, you know, to really get to know each other, um, you know, really have time to ourselves to do a little traveling, to go experience things that we, um, you know, had the freedom to experience as just the two of us, you know, without having to worry about um, a family. You know, we wanted a family, but we wanted to take some time to. Um, to to just enjoy each other and, and really go deeper, you know, for a little while. So, uh, almost exactly a year after we got married, um, we decided to to start trying to have a family. And uh, and so, um, you know, kind of the idea was, you know, Katie's family, you know, a lot of kids, never really had any issues having babies. You know, my family, kind of the same thing. Not for my immediate family, but my family in general. You know, we thought, you know, once we start trying, man. Like, we're going to start having babies, like, left and right, and it's just going to, it's just going to happen. You know, we thought we had the plan, right? I mean, you know, you, you think you have think it all you, figured yeah. out. We, we think you have the plan. We thought we had the plan. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, a few months go by and nothing. And, and suddenly, like, a year goes by and nothing. And it was about at the year mark, things really started to get tough because, you know, we immediately went into what's wrong with us, you know, we, we don't understand, like, there's a lot of confusion that came with that, there's a lot of um, frustration, um, there's a lot of uh, shame, and there's a lot of emotions that really come with 
um, you know, dealing with fertility issues, which is the journey that we've been walking out for the last almost three years. And, and we immediately try to start going into fix-it mode, like, okay, like, what can I do to fix this? So we started going to the doctor, and they had zero answers. We actually got labeled as unexplained infertility. Like, what the heck is that? Like, like give us something so we can have something to work towards. So we, we eventually, um, I'm, I'm, like, condensing this story. I could talk for an hour just on, like, the, the first five minutes that I've been talking right now. But um, we, uh, we kind of came to, to this point to where it was like, okay, we have no answers. You know, there's nothing that we can do to, to fix this. You know, we really need to take a step back and reevaluate our process because we're trying to fix it all on our own, but it's not up to us to fix it. In fact, like, there's nothing that we can do to, to make this happen. So, you know, we, we took a step back and we asked ourselves, like, okay, what are we doing? Like, we, we really need to, to press in and lean into the Lord because we were getting so far off track. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of hurt, a lot of all those things I was saying before, frustration, guilt, shame. Like, all these emotions were coming in, and they were really starting to take its toll on our marriage, too, you know? We were both in a bad mood all the time. Um, you know, we were kind of at each other's throats. There were just a lot of, a lot of junk that was getting in the way. So we, we took a step back, and then we, we decided, you know what, like, let's just take our hands off of this. Let's not even try, and let's just see what the Lord has for us. So with that, I'm going to let Katie kind of go into um, a little bit of, like, what the Lord started showing us at that point moving forward. Already like, whoo, okay. Um, yeah. This has been a rough season. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so as David already said, we were just kind of like really caught off guard, you know, and I think that's the hardest thing is when you find yourself in a valley, in a hard season, um, that, hit, that just blindsided you, you know, that just kind of smacked you across the face, and you're like, somebody threw me in a washing machine and turned it on spin cycle, you know, and that, um, that's kind of how we were feeling, and, um, and how we have felt a lot, um, because for me, it was the first time that I realized that I was completely out of control. And um, that is, that's terrifying. If you've always um, kind of been able to control things in your life, at least a little bit, and, um, you know, even manipulate them to your advantage or fix or whatever, and you have some type of control, it feels safe, right? When you don't have any control, especially over the thing that is, that is you, right, your body, and you find that you have zero control. It's absolutely terrifying. And, um, and so, I, yeah, I mean, he was just talking about, like, the, the control, the fear, the whatever, um, and I was really 
um, I really spiraled into a dark place. I, um, I started dealing with major panic attacks, major, um, major anxiety, major depression. Um, and my body responded in turn, and it started shutting down. So, um, um, so not only emotionally were we just like reeling, but also physically, I'm beginning to just, my, it feels like I'm deteriorating. And um, I started dealing with really chronic fatigue, and I would be in bed just all, all day long. I couldn't function. Um, just a ton of different things that just made it really hard for me to function, which also then, it was just, you know, ripple effect, <laughs> the emotional and the physical and the whatever, and just crazy. And during this time, um, I was like, crying out to God, we were crying out to God, and just saying, God, show us, what, it, what is it, what is the thing, you know, that's going to turn this around for us, just show us and we'll do it, like, anything, we say yes, you know, and, and it's like nothing, and I started to get really mad at God because during the time in my life when I needed him most, I couldn't hear him, and that felt cruel to me, because um, he's supposed to be there for me, right? He's supposed to be speaking and giving me clarity and giving whatever, giving us words and things to, to, to um, sustain us. And it was like just hitting a wall, you know? So, um, so there was a point where we, we kind of got to our breaking point. And we were like, I, like... I, even I, I was like, I can't even physically do this anymore. I can't, I cannot function. And um, so um, one, one day I was at home and um, I'm like, God, I need you. And for the first time in probably, I don't know, probably a year and a half, um, I, I felt him speak in my heart. And he said, um, this baby is not going to be the result of anything that you have done. And you're not keeping it from coming as a result of anything that you have or haven't done. But this baby is going to be a miracle. And it's going to be a free gift for me. And um, I want to do a miracle in your heart before I ever do a miracle in your body. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, thankful. I'm f I finally, like, felt something, heard something, you know, and I have something to go on. But also it was just this realization of what David already explained of we are trying to do this. We are trying to make this happen. We're trying to fix so that began just kind of the undoing of just letting things go and learning to release control and really, really learning to trust God, I feel like, for the first time in my life, um, fully. And so um, it just kind of started us on this journey of um, just really hanging on to that word and going, okay, God, what does that mean? What does that mean that... 
Um, okay, now pressure's off because you told me this isn't going to be the result of anything that I do, so I get to rest, which was really hard to learn how to do when you're kind of a doer and a performer and a control freak. Um, but also, what does it mean for you to do a miracle in our hearts before you ever do the miracle in our bodies? What does that mean? And so um, that just kind of got us on the journey of really discovering what that meant and really the Lord taking us on a really, really sweet journey together. Yeah. Yeah. And so kind of a, a starting point that we can point, point to um, it was it was almost exactly a year, uh, probably about 13, 14 months after we um, had started trying to have a family. We uh, we started listening to a lot of podcasts, and um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bill Johnson at Bethel. Um, he he had a podcast for New Year's of 2017 um, titled um, "2017: The Year of Breakthrough" or something like that. Yeah. But um, but we're like, wow, that sounds really great. Like, we should totally listen to that and see what he has to say about it. And so, um, man, it was just so full of, like, just really good truth and everything that was really relevant for us because of the season that we were in. Because we kept, like, have you ever, have you ever felt like you're, you're trying to break through and you're trying to break through and you're just, like, running up against this wall and, like, not making any ground at all, you know, and, like, you just keep pounding and pounding away and it takes its toll? and you're tired, you're exhausted, you feel like you have nothing left, that's kind of the point that we were at. You know, we were tired and weary and just ready to give up. And um, and then we kind of had this turning point. We heard this, heard this uh, podcast, and um, one of the things that he said, he was talking about how, how good God is and how he sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Right? So... Not only does he set the table before us in the presence of our enemies, he wants us to feast on what's been set before us in the presence of our enemies. Celebrating the victory in the midst of the process before you've received your breakthrough, right? So that was something we probably heard before, but at the time it was like, wow, this is a really yeah. novel idea. Like, wow, we should, yeah. we should probably start practicing this, you know? Because, yeah. like, you know... I believe, you know, that we can, that we can expect things and speak things and, um, you know, see them come to fruition, right? I think that we, we attract what we project, okay? So, like, if you, if you are projecting, you know, um, fear and you're projecting um, disbelief and you're projecting, like, all these things that are, that are not in line with the word of God, then, you know, that's what you can, you know, kind of expect to attract back to you mm-hmm. from, you know, during the process that you're in. So, so we had, we, we, we decided, okay, cool. Like, let's seriously, let's start celebrating, you know, even beforehand. And we we're like expecting a couple different things. Like, um, we, we were expecting like, um, financial blessing. God, God promises three things. Um, you know, a blessing our finances, a blessing with our family, and a blessing with our health. And we've seen breakthrough in two of those areas. And one of them came immediately after we celebrated before we even received something. So 
give you that testimony just to kind of give you an idea of like what happened. So like we literally, Katie and I, I was I was hoping for a, a pretty significant raise at work, you know, like got to make that money, you know, kind of thing. And <laughs> to pay for the medical bills that we had yeah. <laughs> racked up. <laughs> that's fa- that's fair. Yeah. So um <laughs> But anyway, so so we literally we were like, okay, like we adopted this mindset. We're like, we have we have to literally like celebrate the things that we expect for the Lord to give us, right? The things that he has promised us, the things that are our birthright and our inheritance. We have to celebrate those things before we even, like, step into them, right? So, you know, I, I was expecting this raise and, and all this stuff and um, had no idea, like, what the timeline was, just hoping for it, hoping for it, and all this stuff. And I was really kind of thinking it was going to be four or five months out. And we, um, we went out. It, actually, no, you made a big dinner at work or at home, not at work. We didn't have dinner at work. You made a big dinner at home, and uh, and we just celebrated, man. Like we, we just like thanked God over a conversation about all the things that He was doing in our life. Uh, literally, like a week and a half later, my owner's like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna get this much of a raise." And I was like, "Holy cow!" I wasn't expecting that for a few more months, but that's awesome. Um, you know, so and and there's not. I don't say that to say that there's like a, um, like a step-by-step guide as to how to do that. Like whatever, like a magical thing, right? Whatever you feel called to do, you know, I encourage you to do. But we felt called to like let's have a celebratory dinner for this thing before it happens. Yeah, God was teaching us something in that time, a principle. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we, so we started thinking, okay, like we need to celebrate like the things that God is doing for us, but also, you know, we're in the point in our lives where a lot of our friends are like getting pregnant, having babies. We started coming to a church where there's a lot of couples that are getting pregnant, having babies. Let me just say, like, we so love all of you guys and all of your kids, like, and we are happy and like want to celebrate you guys who, who have receive the very thing that we're hoping for so we we like we love you guys and we bless you in that time of your life so like please don't hear what i'm saying as like we're jealous or anything like like we we are fully expecting for that to happen to us and we want to celebrate you now in the time that you're these things are happening for you so something that god started teaching us during during that time but katie wrote it down for me because i was going to have a hard time remembering it is to celebrate the victory before it comes. And a, life t- a lifestyle of celebration and thankfulness releases more breakthrough. Yeah. Right? So, so we, <laughs> we, man, we've like, that's been a huge, a huge change for us. And um, just celebrating everybody. And, you know, and we're starting to see more breakthrough in our lives, like little breakthroughs, you know, here and there and everywhere, but, but so much in our hearts. Our heart posture towards God has shifted so much during this season because of the things that he's spoken to us. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been difficult. It's been really hard. But, like, we've, we, we had to lean in, you know, to a time to where we had to say, okay, Lord, like, who do you want to be for me right now that you couldn't be at any other time? You know? So... And that's been so tough because, like, you know what you want him to be. You know, you want him to be the one that, like, bring, you know, brings the baby. And that's coming, and we believe that. But, like, right now, 
who do you want to be, Lord, for me that you can't be at any other time? So, you know, and some of those things for us, like had we gotten pregnant month one, you know, then he couldn't be, you know, our breakthrough. He couldn't be the one that fights for us, you know, and our healer and our comforter and our victory in this time. So he's been able to be all these things for us over the past two and a half years that we would have totally missed out on had we had it our way, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to turn it over to you again. Okay. It's like... Interesting, like kind of going. We were like kind of practicing. We're like, oh, the Lord's just gonna have to do this because this is just like crazy. He's gonna have to make it flow. Um, yeah. So we have just learned um, that is one of the biggest keys is to live a lifestyle of thankfulness. And it's fun to look back and see. Like that's hard, guys. Let's just be honest. That is hard when you are going through one of the most painful struggles of your life to be thankful. (laughs) I mean, that's hard. And, um, you know, my flesh wanted to be a victim. And I was for a while, and it still creeps up and makes me, you know, it's so tempting when um, a friend is like, hey, I'm pregnant, to go to feel like a victim you know to feel like that's not you know that's not me I want that whatever you know it's easy it's I mean I'm just being real with you guys like those emotions are real and um and you have to fight for um the things that you want to walk out in your life and um and if you just let yourself go you will become bitter you will live with jealousy, anger, depression, disappointment, just all of these things. Um, And I was there for a while. And the Lord had to really kind of kick me in the pants and go, hey, like lovingly, like, this is not who you are. And, um, And so living, learning to live a lifestyle of celebration and thankfulness was something that we had to um, intentionally practice, and we still intentionally practice every day, and we're learning more and more about it. Um, even just the things like where it's like we wake up in the morning, and it's like, what can I be thankful for today? I wake up, and I'm hit with like the reality of what I don't have, and it takes intentionality to go, God, you're good. What, what do I have? What have you given me? And to look for the breakthrough because he said, I'm going to do miracles in your heart before I do miracles in your body. So that's a promise, but I also have to partner with that, right? It's not just automatically going to happen. I actually have to expect it and walk toward that, right? And go, okay, God, you're doing miracles. What do you want to do in me? How do I partner with that? What is my responsibility Because how many of us know when God gives us a word, a lot of times we go, okay, I can do that, you know? And then you just, like, miss the whole point. So so it's like asking him, like, God, what's my part in that? And sometimes he just goes, just rest and let me fight for you. And he's done that so many times. Um, 
so yeah, so that's just been a really cool thing, and it's been fun to watch the breakthroughs happen, even the shift in our perspectives, the shifts in our hearts, the 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 fact that it's getting easier to celebrate more quickly. Like it used to take me like a few weeks to celebrate a friend. Now, sometimes it's right away and sometimes it takes me a few hours. You know, I'm just being real. Like, but, but I'm getting there because that's what I want to do because I want to sow in to the miracle in their lives because that releases a miracle in my life. And we get to be in community together, celebrating each other, like that's just a better way to live. It's a much better way to live than to be jealous of what others have that I don't have because something the Lord showed me was, where is this? Um, yeah, something the Lord showed me was if I'm focusing on what you have and I don't have, then what I'm saying is that there's not enough to go around, right? That God doesn't have enough blessing to go around, so I have to be jealous of what you have because there's not enough for me too. And he showed me that that's like living like an orphan. Like I'm not the daughter of the king of kings. Like he's not a son of the king of kings. And... Um, because the reality is, right, if we are his, we have access to everything, all of the abundance that he has to give us, right? And if he gave us a promise, then he will fulfill it. And even though there's no light at the end of the tunnel, I have to choose to step into that, right, and believe that. And that's not easy. <laughs> so I didn't want to have a victim, lack, orphan mentality. I wanted to respond like a daughter. And so, um, yeah, so that's just been something that it, we've just had to, I mean, it's a muscle you have to work, right? I mean, that doesn't come easy. Um, yeah, so, um, what do you have? <laughs> do you have anything else? <laughs> I can keep going. Um, I can keep going. Um, just jump in. But, um, yeah, I just, I think as we were praying and we were talking about, you know, how to share, I mean, Jake came to us and was like, um, you know, just kind of asked us, hey, would you want to share your story? And, um, and you, we've already shared with several of you, and I've put a few blog posts up. And so it's not like we haven't shared this with people before. But it was one of those things where it was like, how do you, how do you share something that doesn't necessarily have the happy ending that you're hoping for yet? That you're going to get. That you're going to get, but it's not there, right? And so it's like, how do you share that and not be like Debbie Downer? You know what I mean? Like, well, well you know, but as, but of course we were like, yes, because we just felt like the Lord said it's time because um, there's just been so much that he's done in us that we know he wants to do in others and there's so much victory in the middle of the process to be gained and we don't 
that's the thing that we've learned is the, the victory isn't the baby. And I, that, when I said that for the first time, I, I like, it was kind of like an out-of-body experience. Like, what am I saying? Because I really felt it, but at the same time, it was a miracle for me to be able to say that because I was obsessed for a while, obsessed with baby, 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 right? I couldn't see anything else. And um, to be able to say the victory isn't the baby, that's just like the cherry on top. But God is my victory, and I'm getting to walk out this life of freedom from control and fear and worry and trusting him and getting to just see him break through my hardness of heart and just like my false mindsets and things that needed to be changed and shifted in order to become more like him and who he's created us to be. And to look back over two and a half plus years and to see where he's brought us is an absolute miracle. It is an absolute 100% miracle that we could not have done at all on our own. Um, And it is a literal picture of when I am weak, he is strong. And he's been really strong for us. And so um, I guess I just wanted to end with just encouraging you guys. Um, Because when we're going through a hard season, and I hope that you guys can apply this stuff to any season that you're walking in that's difficult, right? Because... um, that's something that I hear people say, well, oh, it's not the level of what you're dealing with, but this is my thing. And I'm going, it's not about levels of issues. It's like, it's a big deal in your life. It's a big deal in your life. And it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. We, there's, we're not like elevating problems here and, and comparing. Um, but your story is just as valid you know, and um, whatever that may be. Um, And so I, yeah, I just want to encourage you guys because um, it's easy to shut down and run from the pain. Um, And one thing that we've learned is in order to get all the, and I feel like it's like this picture of squeezing like all the juice out of a, an orange or a lemon or something like that in order to get everything, all the blessing and all the victory and all the promises out of your season that God has for you. Because if he's allowing you to go through a valley or a dark place or a hard place, it's because he has a victory and a triumph waiting for you and he wants you to be able to partner with him in that so that you can share in that victory together. He has a victory waiting for you. And so, um, it's, but it's easy to run from that pain and think, um, this is too much for me to handle, right? And, and it is. You can't handle it on your own. But with God, you can go anywhere and you'll survive and you'll come out on the other end, and you won't be burned. 
And um, so that's just something that we have really learned and we want to encourage you all in just to lean in and to wrestle with God, to wrestle in that place. A couple weeks ago, Jake was talking about wrestling and kind of gave the picture of him and Micah. And it's like, I so identified, we both did, we were both like, at least so identify with that wrestle because in the wrestle, you gain strength, right? We don't wrestle because God is withholding himself and we're trying to get him to to come and be with us. We're not fighting against him. He's allowing the wrestle because he knows that's where we'll gain strength and spiritual muscle. And we need that strength and that spiritual muscle to walk out and steward the victory that we're going to get. So we need that strength and that that all of the things that he's going to bring to us in that time in order to walk it out well when we get the victory, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's really important. So I just want to encourage you guys in that. Um, and then just wanted to talk a little bit about what it has looked like to, like, kind of just some of the practical things it has looked like to wrestle for us. Um, cause sometimes people, and, and I didn't know either. Sometimes people are like, I don't know how to do that. You know, like, I don't know how to engage in this place of pain with God. And I don't, I don't know how to do this well. I mean, I said that to God so many times, like, God, I don't know how to do this. My heart is yes. And I want to be in this place with you and I don't want to run away, but I don't know how to do this. And, um, so some of the most, um, incredible things that we've done that have made the most impact for us is um, worship, obviously. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big part of our lives, but actually, for the first two years, I actually didn't touch the piano. I couldn't. I just, there was something in me, I just couldn't. I didn't even, it was like I didn't have the strength to get the words out myself, you know? And so, but what I would do, and what we would do together is Put whatever song on that just is really impacting you in that moment. I mean, turn it up. Like, we turned it way up in the house, just blaring it. And I'm, I'm in the living room just, like, screaming these words. Like, I don't care if it sounds good. I don't care. But, God, you're good, and you're faithful, and you're, like, all of these things, and you fulfill your promises. And, and I'm just declaring these things, and my head doesn't believe it, and my heart doesn't feel it, and I don't see, you know, in that moment but that's where God is able to start shifting things when you're actually speaking and declaring truth and choosing to engage with him in his presence even when you don't feel like it. It's hard to do. <laughs> it's really hard to do, but that's part of the wrestle. And, um, and then just declaring promises. I encourage you to get with God and just go, God, what? what do you want to say to me? And if you don't feel him speaking to your heart or whatever, open the Bible. I mean, both actually, Any, either way, open the Bible. But every promise in the Bible is for you. So you get to take it and you get to claim it and you get to declare it over your life. So, um, and, and the word is living and active, right? And so every time that you speak, it sets something into motion in the spirit 
for it to happen for you. It's like, um, were you going to share that? It, we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's like even the testimonies in the Bible, you know, are, are yours for overcoming. And I think even the testimony of the process. Yeah. You know, just talking about what God's doing in the process. You know, I think oftentimes we're so concerned about waiting till we like get to the other side and then we can look back and be like man look I did that with the Lord he brought me through this or whatever but like I think even in the in the midst of the process like what is God doing right now you know Mm -hmm. it's it's important to share because you know there may be something that he's doing in you right now that somebody else needs to hear right there may be there may be something that that is going to totally shift you know, everything in their lives and where they are, you know, just by you sharing. And that's, and like, we, we're not pregnant yet, but, you know, we felt so compelled to, to share our testimony, you know, and like, if y'all, if y'all are friends with on Facebook, sometimes we'll like, you know, put really long posts and stuff on there, whatever. But, you know, I, I think it's important to, to dialogue and to be in community, not to like, kind of stow away in this, you know, yeah. place of solitude where you're trying to fight through this whole thing alone. Yeah, you know? that's huge. I, so, you know, we, we were there. We were, we felt really alone. Yeah. And, um, and man, like I, so many of you and so many of our other friends have really, since we've started sharing, like really embraced us and yeah. like walked with us through the process. And, and we want to thank you for that. Yeah. But just having been in the position to where, like, you are being embraced, man, it makes the whole thing, like, not easier, but but it makes it a lot sweeter. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, because, yeah, the first time that we told somebody what we were struggling with was, like, scary. It was hard to do because it's like admitting that you actually have an issue, you know, that you're actually struggling. So that was really hard. But, like David said, it's gotten sweeter over time. And what we're finding is that it's just going to be really fun. Because this gets to be, now this gets to be a family breakthrough. It's not just our breakthrough anymore. It gets to be everybody's breakthrough. And it is that much sweeter. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, we encourage you to... Even if it's just one person that you tell about, hey, this is what I'm going through. Will you walk with me? Because um, loneliness is real when you're in the valley. Loneliness is real. And if you don't, if you're not conscious of, of that and finding someone to walk through it with you, the enemy will use that to isolate you and lie to you and steal from you. And he did that to me for a while. And he lied to me and told me nobody cared, that my problem wasn't something that anybody else would understand. And the fear that nobody would understand was really scary because it was a very vulnerable thing for me, you know, for us. I always say me. I'm like, sorry, you're like really, you're part of this too. <laughs> I always, I don't know why. Um, anyway, so um, I think what we wanted to do this morning, did you have anything else? 
Yeah. Okay, wait, let me read this scripture to you really quick, and then we'll share how we're going to proceed. So this is a scripture that um, has kind of been just something that I have been declaring to the Lord this whole time. Just a faith, just in faith, like, this is, this is um, what I'm declaring to you, Lord. And so it's um, Habakkuk, Habakkuk, however you say that, 3, 17 through 19. It says, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength, and he makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. And that's just been something that I have just even declared over myself, <laughs> you know, through the whole thing. And um, just saying, even though we don't see how this is even going to happen or be possible, the doctors, the experts don't even know what's wrong, you know? But yet... I will rejoice in the Lord, and he is the God of my salvation. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, so, um, and wrapping up, you know, um, you know we, don't, we don't share our story because we are looking for pity or sympathy. Please no. You know, like that's not at all who we are. We just want to share our story to share the things that God has been doing in us through the process. And invite you guys to partner with those things too. Like if you, if you're in a place to where you're dealing with something, I don't. It could be anything. It could be like from what you would perceive to be the smallest little problem to like the the biggest thing that like. You know, you can imagine, and everything in between. Like it's still as important to God, regardless of what it is. So, so I just want to challenge you this morning. If that's you, and you're in the middle of somewhere that you need breakthrough, of any sort, of any magnitude. You know, ask the Lord, like, who is it that you want to be for me right now that you couldn't be at another time?